but there's just so much more that's available to us and there always will be more because you know eternity is all about going on and on and on and on with our building our relationship with God. Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm excited to welcome over the phone lines Sharon Buss. Sharon, how are you today? I'm very fine, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing quite well, and I'm excited to talk to you today. So for listeners who may not be familiar, you are the president of End Time Handmaidens and Servants International. And for those same listeners who may be unfamiliar, can you explain a little bit about what your organization is? Well, certainly. We are uh, an organization of people that have just a great desire to know God better and to be used of God. Um, I think I think everyone pretty well is in agreement that we're living in the end times, especially in view of the fact that Peter declared on the day of Pentecost that this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Uh, in, in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and uh, uh, goes on to say, upon my servants and my handmaidens will I pour out of my spirit and they shall prophesy. So to me, the uh, the, the end times started on the day of Pentecost. And uh, so the longer we live, the closer to what, uh, you know, the big change when Jesus comes is going to be. I, I don't like to think of it as um, like the end of the world, because it's really not. It's just the beginning of the kingdom. And the the heart of the ministry is really about intercession, uh, prayer and fasting, about uh, having a burden for the nations, a burden for getting people brought into the kingdom of God, uh, coming to know Jesus as their Savior, and getting them filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and walking with God you know, developing character, the character of Christ. Um, these are the things that that really should be normal Christianity, and and sadly, that's not always represented well in people who call themselves Christians. You know, they, they've got, gotten born again, may or may have not have gotten spirit-filled. Maybe they're walking closely with Jesus, maybe they're not, um, but there's just so much more that's available to us, and there always will be more, because you know, eternity is all about going on and on and on and on with our building our relationship with God. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what uh, what the ministry really focuses on. Those are some really fantastic values. How did this ministry originally get started then? Well, our founder was uh, the Sister Gwen Shaw. She um, began serving the Lord in the 1940s, uh, she was called in a really powerful way in, in a revival called to China. And uh, she was intending to go as a missionary as soon as she could. It was right after World War II, and uh, she was from Canada, so it was the Pentecostal Assembly, Assemblies of Canada, whose Bible school she was attending. They said, you know, we would really love to send you to China, but we've got to get our our senior missionaries back there first. So why don't you go pastor for a few years and then maybe we can send you. And and there just 
she knew in her spirit that there wasn't time, and the Holy Spirit was urging her to just go, so she went as a faith missionary. Um, and God always knew her address to be able to, you know, get get the rent to her, you know, whatever needed to be done. Um, but as uh, she was there in China from 1947 to 1949, when uh, it fell to the communists, and she... Um, had to escape, and uh, God just, one one thing after another, it's a very long story, I won't take all the time, but um, it, she was led by the Lord to go to, to Taiwan and then later on to Hong Kong, uh, spent many years serving the Lord among the Chinese. And uh, at one point, there was a man of God who came from India, his name was Charles Doss. And when he came to Hong Kong, uh, she and her husband had missions there and, and schools and churches, and and she would interpret for missionaries that would come through. This man had the most amazing revival happening everywhere he went. Things just, they had, they were Pentecostals, but they, they just weren't seeing this kind of power. And so she asked him, what? is the secret of your power. And he said, the Lord gave me a 30-day fast on water. And ever since then, everywhere I go, I see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and, and a trail of revival fire. And so she began to seek God for her own fast, and he gave her a 21-day fast on diluted fruit juices. And she just sailed through that with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And when she came to the end of it, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, Hong Kong is going to be too narrow for the, the, uh, the thing that I want to do through you. And I'm going to send you to the nations. And before long, she was going to nation after nation after nation. And everywhere she went, revival fire was falling. And for a number of years, she just continued following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And one day she was in Argentina. I think this was in about uh, 1966. She was in Argentina, and the fire of God was falling just so tremendously. You know, it, there was already an, a revival move going on there, but she had asked God to let her be a part of it. And, and she saw him doing such amazing things through her ministry. She said, Lord, why are you using me like this? I'm not perfect. I know my flaws, and but I see that you are using me in these amazing ways. What? Why, Lord? Why are you using me? And the Lord spoke to her and said, It's because I know that you will do anything that I tell you to do. She said, Is that all there is to it? And he said, Yes. She said, You mean anybody can do this? She, and, and the Lord said, Anyone who will obey me. And she said, okay, and she, she got down on her knees and began to travail in, in intercessory prayer for God to raise up 10,000 women who, like herself, would obey God in whatever he asked them to do. And we feel like that was probably the inception, uh, the conception, shall we say, of, of this ministry. In 1971, she was in Chicago and waiting on the Lord, fasting once again. 
she saw that her marriage was about over. Things had not gone well, and it was at an era, in an era when it was very, very difficult for women ministers. It's always been difficult for women ministers, but at that time, you know, the shepherding movement was was strong, which which was, uh, you know, kind of really pushing women out of the pulpit if if they could even get there in the first place. She saw that she was on the verge of divorce, and she said, "God, the, it's hard enough just to be a woman in ministry, let alone a divorced woman. That'll just never fly. So you might as well just take me home. I'm I'm just going to fast." At that at that point, she was also uh, hemorrhaging. She had a growth in her uterus at that time, and and uh, she just knew that she was at the end of things. So she just she just started fasting on water and said, "God, take me home. This is it. I'm done." And the Lord raised up some handmaidens, and, and I use that term not necessarily with regard to uh, this ministry, but, but some women who served God. One of them was Tavelda Hall, who was the uh, secretary for Mahalia Jackson. And she came with some ladies to pray for Sister Gwen. And she was healed and raised up, and God gave her her strength back. And around the same time, the Lord sent uh, of a man of God to her, who brought her the word of the Lord, you are raised up of God to call out the end time handmaidens. She really took note of that prophecy and and took it before the Lord, and the, the Lord said, I'm going to call others to do what I've called you to do, to fast 21 days, to get the anointing in their lives so that I can use them in these end times. And so... She began just, you know, preaching about fasting, encouraging people to fast. And, you know, the ones that resonated with it began to fast. And and then um, God led her to have uh, have this organization grow up around these ideas and principles and, and activities. And so that was, that was back in the early 70s when that began. And... Uh, we began having world conventions in 1976. I attended the first one. At that time, there was uh, my pastor, Robert Dorn, was led of the Lord to say in, in that convention, Sister Gwen, I feel like God wants us to lay hands on those who feel the call of God on their lives to become end-time handmaidens. And... So all of us who felt that went forward, and, and the ministers that were there laid hands on us, and, and Sister Gwen led us in a prayer, and it was a prayer of dedication. And it goes like this, Lord, I give myself to you. I give my life to you. I want to be your end-time handmaiden. I feel your call. I believe I was sent to do the will of my Father. I will take orders from you. I will submit to you. I will let you break my will. I will not seek for comfort nor for high position, nor to do what I want to do. Mine is the humblest task or the most dangerous task. By the grace of God, I will do it. I will sleep where you want me to sleep. I will eat what you give me to eat. And when I have nothing, I will not complain. If I go to prison, I will rejoice. And I will praise you, for you have been to prison for me. I love you, Jesus. I thank you for calling me and that you want me and that you can use me. And all I can say is, send the fire and burn up the sacrifice. 
Fill me with thy Holy Spirit, and give me a double portion of thy anointing. And that was our prayer of dedication that we felt was the thing that we should use whenever anyone wants to join this ministry. And so we, we, have, um, we have an application process for people who have fasted 21 days, and, and they, they, we come together in a, in a meeting of some kind and, and uh, offer the opportunity for people to join. Um, some years later, the husband of one of the gals who fasted came to Sister Gwen and said, Sister Gwen, I want to be an end-time handmaiden too. I see what God has done through my wife's fasting, and I want the same thing in my life. And so she took that to the Lord. And she said, Lord, what, what do you say? This is, I thought this was supposed to be a women's ministry. And the Lord spoke to her and said, any man who will also fast and who will come alongside his sisters in the Lord and work side by side with them, not trying to lord it over them, but to work with them, recognizing the anointing in their lives, they can be end-time servants. And then a few years later, there was a, uh, a teenager that wanted to join, a young teenager. And she didn't feel that, that it was good for this young girl to fast that long. And she, so she sought the Lord about it. And he said, any child who wants to fast for three days can become a junior handmaiden or servant. And then when they get to be 18, if they want to continue with the ministry, then they can uh, fast the 21 days and and join the as an adult. So that's kind of the history of the ministry. Yeah, and it's grown from from those humble roots all the way to the 39th World Convention that's coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that event? Yes, it would be my pleasure to tell you about it. Um, the thing that is so unique about this convention. Uh, through the years, it seems like every year when we gather, it get, the anointing gets stronger, and we kind of pick up where we left off the last time we got together. Um, the thing that's so unique, I believe, is the fact that, you know, when you, grow, when you, when you come together uh, in any service, there is a corporate anointing that's, that's greater than the sum of the anointings of the people that are there. And when you have fasted, something happens to your anointing, it's kind of like the anointing on steroids, so to speak. Um, you, you, you get, the anointing just increases in your life. So when you get that many people together that have fasted a long fast, um, something happens to that corporate anointing. The synergy is just enormous. And so when we come together, uh, I'm, just, I'm just amazed to see the, the level of anointing that's there and the, the worship that, that takes place is just um, overwhelming. It's, it's glorious. The presence of God is, well, it's just so present. <laughs> and uh, the, the speakers that we have each time, you know, God just, just anoints them. We have some dynamic speakers this year. Uh, Siggy Oblander, who uh, was raised in Berlin right after the war. In fact, she was born during the, the uh, bombings of Berlin and uh, raised on the eastern side of the 
the, the wall, um, she has a most profound understanding of the Word of God and and such a powerful anointing in her delivery. Um, it it's just it's just the kind of preaching that will help you grow in God and help you stop playing games and help you help you really just press into God. Um, we also have uh, Robert Henderson will be with us. He's um, becoming known these days for for the ministry that he the teaching that he has on the courts of heaven. Um, we also have Clay Nash, who is uh, a real prophetic voice uh, that God is using in in the nations and uh, specifically here in Arkansas. God is God is doing something in the state of Arkansas, and that's where we'll be meeting. Um, we also have uh, Peter Snyder, who is a, a, a missionary's missionary. Uh, you'll just be amazed at, at what God does through this man and how he encourages you to to just obey God. Um, Mark Bristow is also going to be with us, and he was um, he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit under Catherine Kuhlman, and just God has led him through with ministry after ministry that uh, has a healing anointing, and he just carries a, a real gift of the healing power of God. And we've we've seen miraculous uh, healings that God has done in His ministry as a powerful, powerful gift of uh, prophecy and word of knowledge. He's also an anointed musician. Gene Little, who is he and his wife run our House of Peace in Jerusalem. It's, it's a prayer house that we have for intercessors to be able to come to Jerusalem and pray and and just minister to the local believers. And I'll be speaking also. It's going to be an amazing, glorious time, July 3rd through the 7th at the Holiday Inn and Northwest Arkansas Convention Center in Springdale, Arkansas. Great. And if people want to sign up for that, where can they do so? They can go to our website. It's www.e, T as in Tom, H as in Henry, dash S as in Sam, dot O-R-G. And uh, there's places to click there to find out more information about it and to register. Fantastic. That's E-T-H-S dot org. Or people can call 870-446-2252, right? That is correct. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for coming on the show today and sharing your heart about this great ministry. Well, thank you so much for having me. Would you mind closing us out with a prayer? It'd be my pleasure. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your greatness, for your glory. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you being the king. And we're welcoming you to return as the king of the kingdom. Lord, we bless you. We bless your holy name. We bless all that you're doing, and we bless the listeners. Lord, every single person who is listening at this time, Lord, we bless them to know you and your purposes for their lives and to bless their families and everything that concerns them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sharon Buss on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us.
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.